Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's going on, guys? Dr. Tom here. You're listening to The Positivity Effect. Welcome back. Welcome back, as always. And uh, today, I am joined by somebody very special, but I'm going to announce who that is in just a moment. I just want to take a moment again um, to reflect and let you guys know, uh, you know how much it means to me uh, that you're here. Uh, that you found this this show, um, that the positivity effect uh, has been something that maybe you've been listening to for a long time, or maybe you stumbled upon it recently and didn't really know what it was about. You searched positivity in the Apple Podcast app, and I popped up because the name is Positivity Effect, and. Uh, you were looking for something. You were looking for something that was going to help resonate. There was some, you felt that, that calling, that fire in your heart because maybe you're, you're in a place in your life where you just want more. You want more growth out of life. And maybe especially with everything going on, how do you wade through all of that? It's, it's, you know, we're in a very difficult and interesting time uh, in the world today. And thank you. You know, I, 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 it really means a lot to me because just as much as you may be getting out of this show, I get uh, maybe more from, you know, for me personally because it's just it's wonderful for me to you know be able to have the this this platform to not yet for me to speak to, but to uh, if you're watching right now, I have a really great guest on and then uh, Catherine Plano from from Australia, which is awesome. You know, being able to connect with people from around the world is amazing. Catherine, what's going on? What a beautiful introduction. I just feel like I'm really mellow now. So thank you for that. That's beautiful. What's going on? Well, it's early. That's for sure. It's it uh, 621 it now in the oh morning my. and uh, <sighs> I'm, uh, I'm pumped. I'm a morning person, obviously. And uh, I, I, I think by three o'clock, I'm ready to go to bed. So, um, yeah, it's, um, and you're glowing, yeah. you, you, you're glowing with energy that that is a testament to the work that you're putting in every single day, you know, for, uh, that it, you don't just wake up that that way when you 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 have to build that into your life and um, you know guys if you may know you know you may know Catherine you know you may have had an opportunity uh, to have read her book guys that we're going to talk about a little bit you may have actually seen her if you uh, do deep dives on TEDx uh, talks on YouTube uh, she's got a TEDx talk out there she's a mindset coach she helps people transform she's an international keynote speaker I mean there's a lot. A lot of meat on the bone here, uh, for, for, so to speak, with Catherine. That I just really can't can't wait to learn a little bit more about you too. I think I'm I, I'm I'm a student right now, uh, and my mind is open. And um, you know, it's it's uh, especially like I said today, more and more we we need to be spreading messages like this. And and I think I think a lot of times all of us can feel like we, we can't make a difference, right? Um, like we, we feel that what we're doing is not enough. And I, 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 
I think that today more than ever, everybody is able to to have some sort of voice, whether it's in their their family, it's with their friends, it's with their community. It's on a grand scale, like what you're doing, which is, you know, you're, you're reaching many, many lives. Um, we can all take a piece of that and, and, and help others transform. That's what this podcast has always been about, guys, is if you get something from this, if you get a little nugget from Catherine that just resonates with your heart, right? Take that forward and let that be that ripple effect in your life. And, and then with that nugget, continue to learn, you know, from, from Catherine, there's a lot there. Uh, she's, 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 she's out there and she's, she's sharing a lot. So Catherine, take us back. Let's, let's do a little walkthrough. You know, I don't think we wake up one day, a, a keynote speaker. Um, so, you know, unless you did, maybe you did. I don't know. No, no, absolutely. No, I'm human like every other individual and I am a student of life. Um, And it started, uh, I was born in France, so I'm actually French. And I was seven when I came to Australia, which was a very long time ago. And uh, for me, I uh, was um, always, uh, well, the way it was back then, it was uh, when we came to Australia, we lived in a hostel for two years and I had to learn to speak English. Uh, so I went to migrant English school night and day before I was allowed to go to a proper school. Uh, so it started back then. And uh, I think for me it was the fact that I had an accent, the fact that I couldn't speak the language. Um, people, you know, kids, you know what kids are like. They make fun of each other. They don't mean it. Absolutely. Um, no. And yeah. so and then for me it was just uh going from one thing to another and uh that one thing to another I was always curious about life curious about there's got to be more than this I actually remember uh I don't even know how old I was but I was really contemplating who am I and so that kind of like set me on this journey to really discover who I was and what I was doing here and uh, so then fast forward that into my 20s, um, I got into metaphysics, I got into um, a lot of the uh, different stuff that was available back then uh, and I started dabbling in all the energy stuff, you know, from, you know, Reiki to Pranic to Sakem to you name it. I was curious. I was into everything. Um, and I was working in lots of different uh, like healing centres, medical clinics, all that kind of thing. And what I was realising is people were being reliant on me and it didn't sit right with me because that's not all what, what I was about. I wanted to empower people. I wanted to uh, people to tap into their true and their fullest potential. And so I stopped doing that. I completely went on a completely different journey and I started uh, really getting to the brain, which I love. So you I don't love eating the brain, you but I love like the brain. You were helping people, but it was almost like a, a band-aid. It was it was yeah. you were you were the source of uh, you know, like like the energy for them instead of them somehow self-generating the energy. Yes. That's, so they were seeking external yeah. all the time. And you'll see that people like, I find that even now during this time, a lot of people are reaching out um, and they, they want the help. But it, it's when, when, I, when I have conversations with them, it's really, it, you, you can find it within. And for many, many moons, myself, I was seeking external of myself for such a long time. And, uh, and so 
then I went on to this whole, I went to a coaching school, I started uh, neurolinguistics, neuroscience, you name it, to where I am today. So now I feel like I'm um, on purpose, that I am empowering people and I'm, I'm uh, helping them tap into uh, their, their fullest potential. Um, and, you know, before we got on the show, we, we were having a conversation that, you know, people think that just because I've been doing this for a long time that I should get my, I should have my shit together. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm like everybody else. You know, I have sticky notes here. Look, to remind me, are you in your centre? <laughs> to remind me, am I, am I actually being, especially now with all this stuff, like I don't watch the news, I'm constantly making sure that I'm staying in my centre so that I'm focused and not being taken into different directions because of what's going on. Well, I don't know if, if you're listening, I don't know how, if you guys let that glance over, I mean, rewind and listen again, because Catherine mentioned too, how she's up at three 30 in the morning and she's going and she's, I, I got a message from you. Hey, you know, uh, looking forward to the show. And in my head, right. I read it. Oh, oh in my head, sometimes you forget that, that there's a globe. <laughs> So I'm thinking, oh, it's two o'clock. She was messing. No, it was it was four around about four in the morning. Uh, you were you were on point, and that, but that that takes a lot of work, right? And it it's, does. It's, it's diving it does. in and and. But, let's say someone someone reaches out to you and and is inspired by that, but. I usually know where to start, but what do you say to that person? Like when, where do they start when they say, you know what, I, I, I need some sort of, there's something missing. Like, I know I have this vision of where my life wants to be, but every time I get started, right, I go for five days, I go for seven days and then I'm, I'm off again. Mm. So so for me, it depends. I don't, I'm just uh, making sure that I'm clear about the question. Is it because why do I get up early in the morning as to, um, I mean, I have a routine. So I'll go, I'll explain that and then I'll, I'll talk through what you just talked about. So I do have a morning routine. So I get up at 4, 4.15 every day and I meditate. Uh, and I do that because I have very busy days. Uh, and um, for me, it's, it's had to make the time. And the only time I could make was in the morning. So it's my morning ritual. I meditate 30 to 45 minutes. I journal every day. Uh, and what it does, it helps me set my intention for my day. So as I said, I don't, I don't get influenced by external self. So I don't know what's going on outside of the world. Um, even like well, just yesterday I was talking to someone. I was in, uh, in the US in February and and I was saying, like, it's really without knowing what was going on. So I've got a whole road. Uh, the, the plane's pretty empty, not without knowing what was going on, because this, you know, I live in my own little bubble. Um, so for me, I, um, to me, it's really important to have my morning ritual because it set my intention for the day so I don't get rattled. And that's why I keep reminding, are you in your center? Because things can pull us out of our center. You know, things will, will pull us out. And what's crazy, and I, I, I can relate to this. You know, it's happened in my life, and I'm sure it's happened to most people. It's it's when you when you get pulled out too. It's it it you you talked about it in your in your TEDx talk too. Is that we have these old patterns that we that that are in our brains, especially when we're maybe on some new path, that a lot of times like 
the, those grooves are so deep. And now we kind of like try to like skip the groove and, and take this other path. And it's like the needle gets almost gets slid back into that groove. And it's like, now we're back on that path again. And like you said, especially right now, it, guys, if you're listening and you're caught in this, this loop where you're watching the news, like it's like a runaway train. If you don't, if you're not paying attention, you're going to wake up four or five hours later and, and you're on this negative pathway. You know, you didn't set your intentions for the day. That's, powerful what you're saying about just waking up in the morning and now of course not 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 everybody's meant to wake up at at that no, time of no, the day. No, no. everybody has different yeah different clocks and but there is something there's something about waking up and it doesn't you know arbitrarily the number maybe it's 5 a.m or 6 a.m there is something about that time when especially with today with how busy our world is that it's that moment where there's there's the world is quiet. You you do you do have the the control to be able to kind of say no to email, no to your cell phone, no to your television. Maybe the rest of your family is asleep. Um, and that I think right away that that's empowering. Like mm-hmm. where with so much going on right now in the world that we don't have control of, there's so many little things that you can gain control of. I, I know a lot of times people say, "Oh, brushing your teeth, making your bed." But I love that idea about taking that that quiet time in the morning and meditating and reading and writing. I'm sure you, your your mind is probably so set that yes. when little little things come at you, do you feel like you're able to deflect deflect those things throughout the day because you're you're in this zone where your brain mm-hmm. is kind of set for the day? Yes. I'm human, so I do, and when I do react and respond, because, you know, what the thing is, what's going on outside of us is I look at it as an event. We can't control it, but we can control how we react and respond to every event. So for me is if when I'm feeling a little bit rattled, I I always check in, okay, where are you at right now, Catherine? And I'm always out of my centre because I'm being pulled out of my centre um, and then I'll, I'll be focused on what's going on in that corner or in that corner or in that corner, whatever that may be. So for me, it's really important to um, to remain in my centre because there's a lot of fear at, around us at the moment. And, you know, I think I always say fear is false, evidence appearing real. It's not real. It's a figment of your imagination unless you have experienced it. Say that again, false. Evidence appearing Appearing real. Real. It's not real. Unless you have physically gone through it, it's it's a figment of your imagination. It is something, a story we've created. It's a a limiting belief we've created. Uh, And, you know, and you were talking about these patterns. These become, you know, when we give it enough energy, enough power, enough emotion, it becomes our reality. And this is the thing we've got to be really careful of. And because we're amazing storytellers, we can. Oh, my gosh. We, we're my the best. Gosh. We are. <laughs> yes. We're the director, we're the producer, we're the actor, actress. And, we're, and it's the stories that you would never want published. <laughs> True. Right. True. And we all have them, you know, and yeah. I always go, hmm, where did you get that story from? You know, and is there any evidence in that? No, there's no evidence. So, why do you keep repeating the story? Interesting. So I always approach it. I lean in with a curious mindset to see where it's come from. 
Because a lot of the stuff, or when you're talking about these patterns and these loops we get stuck in, they come from um, a program when we grew up. You know, we have these in, through our development uh, years, from the time we are born right up to the age of seven, we, uh, and this is called our imprinting phase, anything that went on in our environment, whether it was the things we watch on TV, things we read, mother, father, siblings, school, whatever went on uh, becomes our reality. And that to me, I relate to when you were saying, well, you didn't wake up becoming a speaker. No, but the whole thing about having the fear coming to, mm. to Australia, not speaking the language, people making fun of me was one of these things that I had to conquer. Um, and I did a lot of work to be able to stand in front of a group to speak because the story, the imprint was people, well, I went back as far back as, you know, seven, eight years old when kids just make fun of me. Um, and But when I made peace with that and I was able to change the story, I then real, I was able to live it in a different way today. Um, and then when we come out of that phase from the age of 7 to 14, this is what we call our um, modelling phase, not modelling as going down the catwalk modelling, <laughs> but modelling as in we copy other people, you know, those people that we aspire to be like or that inspire us in some way, shape or form. We copy them. Do you have kids? Not yet, but not yet. one okay. day, Hope, hopefully well, one day. For anyone that's listening, if they've got children, and this is this is uh, really important, if you've got children from the age of 7 to 14, you'll see, you know, they'll say, I want this brand of jeans and these type of shoes and, you know, it's because either they're, they're either one, obviously inspired by either somebody within their, their, um, their gang or their, their group or it could be a pop star, could be a teacher, it could be a, a a celebrity, whatever, but they act and look like them. And then that's what happens. And in this phase, we're trying to find our identity. Who am I? Then the next phase, which is for those parents that are watching, this is when the parents really freak out. It's from the age of 14 to 21, and this is called socialisation. And at this stage, this is our rebellious years. We've all gone through this these development phases. And in our rebellious years, it's like I know more than my parents and so we, we start going, well, where do I fit in society? And this is where we're very influenced by social media, what's going on in the world, um, you know, and you can see that this is, as part of our development years, this makes us who we are today. All these programs have been imposed onto us. So this is why it's really important. When you stay in your centre, you're able to challenge these stories. I mean, are they really mine? And Who's the voice that I'm hearing? Is it is it my, not 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 blaming my parents by the way? But is it my mother? Is it a teacher? Is it a friend? They say that. When I say they, it I I've heard it. It's it's been talked about, and I'm curious how you kind of just laid out these different phases, right? As we get older our dreams, our aspirations, they're, they seem to be because of reality. People allow reality to strip those things away. When, when, right, when you look at a child, there's that childlike wonderment of the world and, and what's possible. 
Everybody, everybody at some point has probably written down on a piece of paper that I want to be an astronaut, like th- those types of thoughts. Is there, out of those different phases that you laid out, is there one that's more than the other that seems to be like the time when, based on the influences, whether it's family, parents, kids, teachers, that those dreams can really be like ripped from the person, from their psyche and... um you know, like where that, that childlike wonderment is, is, is stolen in a way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, like you were saying, imagine you're growing up and say, I want to be an astronaut. And then your parents are like, don't be ridiculous. This, what, you ca- how are you going to be an astronaut? You know, so just, just a comment like that. And then you might go again, but I really want to be an astronaut. I can see myself walking on the moon. I so want to be an, an astronaut. And then your parents or even siblings or, you know, you're with family and they'll go, don't be silly, Tom. You can't be an astronaut. So these little comments, because um, these are people we look up to and um, these are people that we, 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 we think they know it all, that we take it as gospel what they say. Well, they must be right. Yeah, be, be realistic, right? Yeah. And I think a if you're an adult listening right now, that which a lot of us have had that experience where someone at some point in our life has said something about something not being realistic or don't do this. I think there's a lot of healing when number one, you recognize that 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 person that said that comment is human. They probably didn't say it with the intention of something that was going to, you were going to carry with you for, for 20 years. And when you recognize that you could start now on something uh, and, and you'll, you will, you'll heal from the inside when you can release that person from that, release them from that, those shackles of them being the, 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 the burden of what held you back. Yeah. I think, I think that's so downplayed, you know, um, it's not talked about enough that, we've yeah we've all had those moments where someone in our lives has said something and you said you mentioned intentions sending your intentions in the morning especially right now with everything that we just went through with covid-19 and also um the changes that we see happening socially right now uh, because of, of some, some events that happened recently in the United States. And that's been happening for a long time, but there wasn't a spotlight on it. You know, we can, we can allow ourselves to just go down this rabbit hole and not, not allow our, our minds to, to expand. And I think, um, when you recognize that that intention of being stuck in that, whether, whether it's that negative loop or being stuck in, you know, I, I, I can't do this or I can't do that. You get back, you get back from the world, from the universe that, and I, I, a lot of people don't like to talk about that. Sometimes some like to say that it's like foo-foo that, you know, putting your intention out there is it's part of it, but I think a lot of us, if we're honest, we may say 
we have the best of intentions in mind, whether it's for ourselves or for others, but we're not actually feeling it in our hearts. And I think you really start to see doors in your life open when like, if you, if that's what you really want in life, you really want to be someone that's going to change something or transform your life that you can't just say it. No, you have to really feel in your heart. Yeah. Spot on. You do. And that's what I was saying, like with the thoughts, when you, the, the way that it actually works, it's a thought will get uh, fired up. Uh, and the more that we allow this thought to um, percolate uh, with enough emotion, you bring it into your heart. And this, the emotion part is the fuel to the for- thought. And this is what they call a thought form. And this is when we can actually, uh, it, it comes into, uh, and this is what I say, that it becomes our reality because what you think about yourself, what you feel about yourself, you project out into your environment. So if you're not happy with what's around you, I always say what's going on inside of you. What are you thinking and what are you feeling? Always check out, you know, what are you thinking, what are you feeling? Because you can't just think uh, a, a positive thought or set an intention and just think about it because that's not enough fuel. It's like having a car but not putting petrol in your car. But if you want to really um, put a lot of power into it, you need to add the emotion. You really need to feel it within your heart. And, you know, there's there's a lot of research now with quantum physics and the Heart Math Institute as well. They say that when you can actually um, feel it, your heart emits electric magnetic rays and you create this field around you and therefore that when you have these thoughts that you're sending out to the universe and you're projecting these thoughts out with enough emotion you are manifesting them and therefore you are creating your own reality and you see it all all around you so we can change what's going on around us we can't change a lot of the events but we can absolutely change our perception and it's a paradigm shift when we do that. When you start really shifting the way we think, the way that we feel, just a little bit at a time. But to do that, you need to be in your centre. You need to be conscious of what you think about. I mean, you think about it. How often did you do you stop to think about what you're thinking about? You think about it. What's the thinking? We don't do it. We don't do it. If we're meditating, right? If there, if 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 we give us ourselves that gift to take a few minutes and stop and just allow thoughts to flow other than that. Right. It's like once, once your day starts, you get on a treadmill and especially too, right. We talked a little bit earlier about like what's going on with, if you get caught up in social media or the news and you can go right off on another path. And Absolutely. And yeah, you stack one day. You can go. I've got another sticky note to share with you. Are you being the observer of your mind? And this is because we can get caught up in our thoughts. It's like you said, social media. Oh, and I get a lot of a lot of, um, especially a lot of younger. 
entrepreneurs that I've worked with uh, will compare themselves with other. How come, you know, I want to be like that or I want to be like them and how come, how did they get so so big so quickly? And, you know, and so they're not in, in their centre and they get caught up in these stories. I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not smart enough, whatever their stories are. And so when we observe our thoughts, we actually are not, we're not riding on the waves of our thoughts. You know, if you think of, I always like to look at our thought like a surfboard or a snowboard, whatever you want to call it, right? And you're on your board. And when you get on that foot, you're on the right. You're on that loop. You're, it's constant. But when you watch it, it's like sitting, I always look like I'm sitting by the river and the river is my thoughts and I let it pass through. I let it flow. The moment we hold on to a thought, then we actually um, feed it, you know. We start, um, you know, putting our emotions in it and we start seeing it all around us. And I, I for those people that are visual, I, I do this thing where I've got a conveyor belt, right? And another way you can do it is that the my thoughts are boxes, right? So I, I let them go on my conveyor belt. And sometimes a box will drop in front of me and I go, oh, interesting. Okay, what's in this box? <laughs> I like this. And I look at the box and I go, okay, this one I can sit with and I can actually give it my time and energy. And other times I go, no, that's going straight back on the conveyor belt and I let it go. So the more that we become our, the observer of our mind, because we're very powerful human beings, we, can, we do, we are the most amazing manifestors on this whole planet. That everything, when I say if if we can take ownership and be accountable, that everything in our life we have created. And sometimes believe, that rubs. Do you believe that we can way. influence our day? Yes. With our thoughts? 100%. 100%. Yep. I, I mean, I not, not only do, do I know that from experience, but I've worked with, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people I don't know maybe millions now after 25 years uh definitely it, it is about we we allow our thoughts and our emotions to create and manifest our stories and then we live them and we take them on as I as our identity that's even the scarier one you know we t I've talked about this before on on the podcast that it's that experience when you feel it. When somebody walks in the room, you feel it. You right away get this, this whether the two different camps, you have that person that they walk in and you go, hmm, some, something about that person. <laughs> you know, this is this energy. You feel it radiating. And you're not, you may not be thinking oh they're radiating energy they're you just you feel that and you feel drawn to them and they're they're they ha they're like a magnet and then we've all had that experience whether we we were the person walking in or that other person that all of a sudden just gets a little darker in the room and the energy gets sucked out of the room guys that is heavy when you really start to think about that, mm. when when you could feel so powerless sometimes in a world that feels like it's has this its control over you, Catherine just said very clearly, and I've you're you definitely validated with with something that I felt myself is that you can influence your environment. 
Yes. Your environment could also influence you. Oh, Absolutely. Goes yeah. both ways. Goes both yeah. ways. But that what energy talking, is flowing. Yeah. What you're talking about is because we're so stuck in our head with all the stuff that's going on, um, we don't drop into our heart enough. And if we did, we use a different types of intelligence, it's intuitive intelligence. And what happens is, and I see this a lot, people will, like you said, you feel the vibe. You know, and you feel, and you might even go, this person's not, there's something not right about this person. This person's not quite right. But then your mind goes, oh, no, but, you know, um, I, I could see potential in this person or maybe this person would be a great business partner or the stories begin. But you, you actually, a lot of the times, we ignore our intuitive intelligence, what we felt, because we allowed our mind to uh, overpower the feelings and we always find ourselves in a situation when like damn I knew it from the start but I ignored it so the more that we can feel when you find yourself getting stressed out and anxious and you know ask yourself am I in my head or in my heart and I guarantee 100% of the time you'll be in your head so the more we can drop into the heart and I I'm I might even just put my hand on my heart. I do this when I'm meditating too. So I drop out of my mind into my heart. And it's such a peaceful. And I I always say I'm I'm blessed and blissed because when we come from the heart, even conversations are different. Um, And we manifest different things around us, beautiful things. What? What would you say to someone that may be listening that they're in that space right now where, number one, they're here. They're listening to the positivity effect. They wouldn't be listening to this show if they didn't want to, to be more, to be, get more out of life. But they've had a lot happen to them maybe in life. And they say, I've, I've never mindfulness what is this i've never meditated i've never i don't sit there and listen to my thoughts and maybe if i i did all of a sudden there's an explosion of all the bad things that happened to me where does that where does that person start mindfulness is is very very because there is the only now you know a lot of the time mindfulness uh, um, i think it's just about being present that's all it is and we get stuck in the past sometimes. So this is the past stories. And this is what happens when we get stuck in the past. We relive the past over and over again. So I have people say, you know, I can't, I don't know what's going on with relationships. They just don't work for me. You know, I, you know, met this guy or this girl and this and that happened. And this keeps happening all the time, these patterns. And, I, and, the, and the common denominator for every single individual is them. So you have an option, either blame what's going on or be mindful and go, okay, in the present, why am I creating this? Why am I repeating these patterns? And when you have a look at it, a lot of the times it's because we're not in the present. When you're in the present, you can drop the stories. When you're in the present, especially a lot of entrepreneurs, they live in the future and then they wonder why they're so anxious, and but they're not being present. The, the present is all, <laughs> yeah, right. And what happens when you get stuck in the future? 
you're not, you're not focused on, on winning the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we lose what's going on here. So staying in your center or being present, whatever it is for you, that's mindfulness. So I would start there because you can catch your stories when you're present. You can catch your thoughts and you can catch your feelings. And what I do is say journal. When you get out out on paper, it's amazing how you can see it from a different perspective. Yeah, it's when you're able to just take, sometimes it's so you don't know what to do with those thoughts. They start bouncing around your head and when you're able to just take them and just, just leave them somewhere, leave them in a book. I remember uh, I was talking to a friend and uh, sort of a, a business associate and they had said to me, they're like, why do you write everything down? Like, what? like every, every, I was like, really like anything. I like to just release it. So it's there because I, I felt that it, it frees up more of my, my mental energy, more of my creative energy. And I'm able to come back and then I can analyze what was, what was there. It's now on paper. I, I, I I'm yeah, definitely spot on with that. I mean, that's yeah. so important, especially today with, with how, I'm I'm a big fan of Elon Musk and he was talking about we we're talking about technology. He was actually I think it was on the Joe Rogan podcast and he was talking about they were talking about AI. It was very interesting. It's which scares me a little bit too, but and I never thought about this is that this right here is almost already uh an, an augmentation to our bodies. Because what do we do when we're not sure of something? We go to Google. When we need to learn something, we go to YouTube. When we forget that thing, I want to give it a name. I don't want to give it its power. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, uh, it, it, you feel like you're missing a limb. And, uh, you know, it, there, there's, there's, there's some serious power in 2020 to just taking some time and disconnecting from that using paper right now we talked about right we talked about your book uh reading a, a physical book and and being present with that book kindle's great you know shout out to kindle but it's not it's not the same as as physically reading words on paper um so yeah thank you for that i, I appreciate no. that. no and when you said that when uh, with the phone i purposely leave my phone in my office every day um, I switch off from it. And I did one time, I call it the crack phone uh, because mm -hmm. it's, it is, it's that whole addiction, but I It's decided, an extension of our body now. It's it is. I love the way that you said that. And I, I actually tried out for a whole week not to have my phone. Boy, that was really hard. And I felt this sense of freedom that I have never felt before. It's, it's such a good feeling. I, I, I think we're, we're like all in this, like, crazy evolutionary exp experiment right now of, of trying to force the brain to just rely more on technology. It's, it's, but it, it's the way of, it's where the world is going, but it's very interesting uh, how much we are relying on it, but you could start to See, recognize how much more reliant you could be on yourself too. Yes. I was just going to say that. So this is once again, external. So as soon as you reach out for your phone or you're Googling what you're actually looking outside of yourself to find the information, what's more powerful is to go within. 
So, for example, when I go into meditation, if I want to uh, an answer to something, I write it down and I'm very clear about my question and this is the answer that I want when I come out of my meditation. So I'm really specific and I always get my answer. So I always seek within because we do have all the answers. You know, I, can't, I think it was Rumi that said what we seek um, is within us, yet we tend to always look in the wrong places. Even love, you know, people tend to look outside for love. If you can't love yourself and you can't uh, vibrate love, then you can't find love. It starts with you. It starts within. I try to take lessons from my dog, you know. She comes over, she gives me, a, you know, gives me a kiss and, and uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what day and how long you've been gone. You've been gone for 10 seconds or, you know, 10 hours that, that, that animal loves you no matter what. And it's, um, we, we have to write unconditional love mm. has to come from within us first. Yeah. Getting to the heart of the matter. So mm. the book, where, where was the inspiration behind that? Well, it started a long time ago. I had a, um, I had a bit of a meltdown being the entrepreneur, the crazy workaholic. Uh, had that burnout, yep. Oh, yeah. So I was in York when it happened and I remember I ended up uh, going to the hospital and uh, they said, Catherine, because I thought I was having a heart attack. Uh, and they said, Catherine, you had a panic attack. I'm like, what's that? I've never heard of it. So I burnt out. It's a burnout. And so when I came back, they, these were continuous for a little while to the point where I was literally locked in for, uh, I was too afraid to leave the house for about 12 months. And that's where the book started. I read, I just did a lot of writing, but I was determined that I created this, I'm going to get myself out of it. And so that's where my journey started. So it's actually a workbook. It's not one of those books that you read. It's actually the things that helped me transform. And the book turned out to be a three-year journey. So it did take me three years to write the book. So I know it's a very long time. Um, but purely, once again, I kept getting in my way. So as I was saying to you before, like, who's going to read it? Is this stupid? You know, being vulnerable, sharing some of the stuff that I had experienced, um, because, you know, you're meant to, this once again, you're meant to be perfect. If you're going to be out, uh, you know, doing the stuff that you're doing, you, you need to be perfect. But that's We're always perfect. afraid that we're going to lose lose someone from following us or yeah. the customer's not going to come back to us. Right. Yeah. And you know what? You can't please everybody. Uh, but the thing, there is no such thing as, as perfect. Perfect in whose eyes? Well, I'm sure you probably... Rec you probably experienced this in your life. It's like once you you recognize that and you just start giving out to the world what you're meant to give out, and it's not yeah. perfect, but it's it's it, there's there's obviously work that's been put in, right? You're 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 working hard at it, but it's not perfect. But you're you're continually all of a sudden it's right. It's just like it comes back. People people mm -hmm. resonate with you and. I mean, a lot it of helps. people struggle with that of not even getting started. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, as I shared with you, I, I remember, because I've always been a writer, as in writing on journals, never made my writing public ever. And the very first time I published a blog, a blog my very first blog, 
oh, I was so nervous. Sweating. I was sweating. I think I even had a glass of wine um, <laughs> to, to like, shall I press send? Hitting, press in? hitting refresh on the views to see if how many people read it and there's negative oh, comments. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. And so it's it's really interesting. And now it's like I didn't think because I was external focus. I wasn't even being in my center. So now it's like I write what comes from the heart and I've got I've got about I think 15 or 17 blogs on the go. It's just I just like to write and I, I write what I feel. And for me, just my way to give back to the universe and back to the community. If somebody resonates with it, great. If someone doesn't, it's okay. But I'm doing it as a way because I it helps me empty my head, and um, and I hope it help others. Yeah, because I'm here. To, I I am here to be of service to others. We all are. There's a um, he's a virtual mentor of mine. Uh, subscribe to him and. He puts out a lot of business podcasts and lifestyle stuff too, but he's always let people know that he believes in in the importance of that there is just something out there in the way that when you have intention, right, that that the universe will bring back to you. But he he didn't talk about it a lot over the years. His focus has always been um just do the work. Just, just, just make a list, check off a list, do it again, make a list, check off a list, do it again. Like simple math that a lot of us forget when, when we want to do something, whether it's improve a relationship, change our bodies, build a business that make a list, write the list down, check it off, win the day, consistently win the day, keep going look back six months and say, look, I just won the day for six months. And that, and that's always been so powerful for me. Um, but I also too, I always knew that, that there's more to that. And he, he, he talks about it, but he's a big proponent of winning the day. And what you're talking about, it's so crazy. You know, I get the hell universe. He just had another episode on last week talking about, actually no, it was last week. It was actually yesterday. Um, and it was that universal principle of intention. And he even said it. He's like, guys, like I know I, I, I'm not one for talking about some of this intangible type stuff, but there's some there's a power to what you put out. And if you're not, if you don't believe it, if you're not, like if if you let's say you want to be a let's say you want to be a, a gym trainer, if you don't want to really help those people become the best, have the best body and health and so they can take care of their family and themselves, you're never going to be a great trainer, no matter how much work you put into it. People are always going to just, like we talked about the people walking in the room, they're always going to have that like, I don't know about that guy. <laughs> so that's, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you know, like even like you're doing the deep work, I love what I love that by the way. Um, but doing the deep work, a lot of people shun away from doing the deep work because it's easier to blame others. And when you do the deep work, it's like, I'm creating this, I'm accountable, I'm responsible. And it's so much more empowering. But it's also uh it's one of those obstacles that people will allow to get in the way for them to, you know, I want to transform, but they, you know, they ask, um, it, it, they're driven by externals. So even like, for example, a business, if, if uh, you want to start a business, well, why do you want to start a business? 
well, I want to become famous. Okay, well, that's not going to work, is it? It's it's like it's got to be something. The intention has got to be so. Um, yeah, I want to make a lot of money. Yeah. And most people say that statement, but they don't really mean it. Like, if you really want to make a lot of money, there, there, there's a, there's a, there can be an intention behind. It. Like, what does that mean for you? Is that just what it yeah. is? Like, you just want to make a lot of money? Mm. And and I don't. I think when people say that statement, they don't really recognize no the power behind that statement. And external, and that's external. I want to make more money. I want to be famous. But let, let's. But why do you want to do that? And so, well, you know, when you start sort of unpacking that, a lot of the times it's, I want to be approved. I want freedom. You know, it, it's it's those the deep stuff. And then when you get to that, it's like, well, let's unpack that even more. Um, when you do that, then it's like, now why do you want to start a business? I want to help others. Uh, come out of what I've come out of. Most of the people that are in business or, or do what they do is because either they've experienced it. I mean, you wouldn't go to a doctor that hasn't had the, the the credentials or the training, nor would you go to somebody that hasn't experienced it. <clears throat> so, for example, for me, uh, when I talk about the things that I do and the things that I write, I've actually physically experienced them. Meltdowns, breakdowns, burnouts, uh, negative thought patterns, feelings, you know, I've shed my sticky notes. I'm constantly working on myself. I mean, I'm never done. Yeah, I would never want to go to a coach that hasn't experienced what I'm experiencing. It's like, you can't, how do you resonate with that? I, I, I think of my own life. I'm, I'm in the midst of, I have a few clients of mine that are working with me through this program, but I, I have a, I'm developing a program for people that have tinnitus ringing in the ears. I couldn't even imagine you, Yes, I'm an audiologist, so I've learned about it. But I couldn't imagine building a program to help people if I didn't also experience that. Or at least make sure I had someone on the team that's, that's hey, I have this, you know, and now I don't. Like, or am I, it's, that's so true. Yeah, it's true. And you, like, you've, you've done your research. You're in that industry. You've helped others overcome it. So you, you've got the experience. And your program will reach those people. And because you can talk through it, you can, you've actually had the experience with, you know, your clients, you've got case studies, then people come to you. It's when people want to do something because, you know, they're inspired and aspire to be like somebody else. Uh, and once again, it's external focus. And then they wonder why their business flops within the first 12 months. Well, the why was, didn't come from the heart. It wasn't a heart-centered business. It was it was very external focus. Yeah, it was. It caught their eye, and oh, that looks that looks like that could be fun, and then ran with it, and didn't put the the, the work into plan before starting it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Catherine, we're coming up to the end. Um, I'd love for you to just take a moment to just share with everybody. I mean, I think by now everybody knows, especially what we're talking about about how how you're making an impact in this world, but. If someone goes to katherineplano.com, right? If someone, they, they read your book, how else can they get help from you? What, what do you do uh, on, on a specific level of, of really helping people to transform so that they can come yeah. or maybe they want to reach out to you? Uh, so I, I, I mean, I'm, you know, I've got, uh, I do face-to-face, -face, I do group coaching. We've just launched our academy. So it's taken us three years. It must. I must be the three. Three. I know. I know. I am a three-time so, convincer. Number, that number. Yeah. I know, right? Three times. I am a three-time convincer. I need to experience things three times before I go. Okay, I think I got it now. 
Um, but the school, the academy did take three years and purely because I'm in my phase now, it's like I don't want to work in the business, I want to work on the business and I want to, the only way to help transform the planet, I know it's a big goal, to transform the planet to rise and thrive, that's why it's called Rise and Thrive, is to help others um, uh, be be a coach, a transforma- transformational mindset coach. So that's what the academy is all about. It's um, it's about others that are passionate about helping others. And even if they don't want to be a coach, the beauty about this academy is that the, you do the work on yourself first. So it's all about experiencing it because for me, you need to experience it for you to be able to teach it or help others. So so for those that reach out, you know, I've got a lot of free stuff on my website um, and you can download, I think, the first couple of chapters of the book on the website and the academy. To that point, though, guys, buy the book. It's more of a, it's, we were just talking about that. Like there's, 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 I was, when you were flipping through it, there's, there's some great photos. It's a workbook. It's something that you're meant to kind of like have it dog-eared, right? And all torn up and, and, and used. Yeah, yeah, it is a beautiful book. It's it, and it's a workbook. So what I say is, if you're anything like me and you don't want to write on the book, just get a journal and then use your journal to as you're going through the workbook. And the way that I like to do it is just go, okay, what am I going to work on today, and see what you land on. Oh, okay, it might be about thinking. Okay, and then with your journal, write down page what page and what you're working on. Um, some people start from the start and work right through, and I do. I guarantee my work. I guarantee uh, transformation in everything that I do. So I wouldn't be guaranteeing it if I didn't believe it. I've been doing it for a long time. Love it. So uh, what would be, uh, give us a little, last little reflective thought, you know, leave some, leave everybody with a positive thought. I mean, this whole podcast has been really positive, but um, maybe last little thought reflection that you've had maybe today that you want to share with everybody. I think for, for me is just going on about, you know, the, especially because of what is going on around us, just keep checking in. Are you in your centre? Just ask yourself that. Are you in the centre? Because the moment you start feeling frazzled, anxious, fear, all of these things, that is not in our centre and that is not in the place of the heart. That is in the, in the mind and, their, and external. So for everyone that's listening to this, I really highly recommend to, to remain positive, to stay in your centre and drop into your heart. And whether it is just placing your hand on your heart, whenever you feel that you're, you know, you're, you're getting into the loop, just drop into your heart and, and see then how that feels so much different. Feeling your heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Catherine, thank you so much. Uh, Guys, this is definitely one of those episodes that you're going to want to go back and listen to. Um, you know, there was a lot here. And please, please, if you know, this is we're at the end of the show. If, if you're still here, you're still listening. Thank you. We appreciate you. Make sure, make sure you guys go over to CatherinePlano.com. That's Catherine with a C. Make sure you check out her book, guys. Uh, follow her on Instagram, Catherine, at Catherine Plano. And if you're feeling that calling that you want to transform people, you want to be a coach, you got somebody right here that that can really help guide you and, and lead you to that path. And uh, talking about that that energy, you know, even though we're not in person, I can definitely feel that vibrating from you. And so I know that you're definitely someone that walks the walk and talks the talk, Catherine. So um, thank you, you know, 
for um, being a part of the show and for taking time out of your, I know, you know, from, from just getting to know you over this hour, um, the morning is, is something very important to you. So thank you for giving me a piece of that and giving my audience, giving me, giving my audience a piece of that. It's, I'm very grateful for that. So I hope uh, you have a really awesome rest. Is it Friday? What is it Saturday morning for you? It's actually Saturday, but I, I just want to say thank spins. you. I know. <laughs> I think you're Friday and I'm Saturday, but I just want to say Thomas, Tom, do you prefer Tom? Thomas? Tom, I Thomas, just, yeah. you're just, you're a beautiful soul. You really are. You're gorgeous. And you. and you when you speak, I feel it. You can feel, you know, when you're talking about the vibes, you you are an individual that speaks from the heart and that's so beautiful. So I think you're a great advocate for all of us to continue to do that. So thank you. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.